This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan right now. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas it is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How's it going? Fix the Cowboys, Mickey. <sighs> Me? <laughs> Man, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. What would you do? What would you do to fix it this week? This week? Outlaw running the football. Uh, Ooh, I like that. Learn to stop the run. Yeah, that was tough. Where do you where does most of that fall for you at this point? Because my opinion, linebackers didn't hold up. Uh, the outside defensive line struggled, well, inside let's start, struggled. Let's start on the outside, okay. not setting the edge. There you go. Uh, let's start with uh, your opponent going two tight ends or playing a fullback and going out there with three safeties instead of another true linebacker. Or maybe it was four safeties, if you want, however you want to count Bell. Um and being basically outmanned uh, on the edges. And obviously they came out with the idea that we can beat the Cowboys to the edge, and they did, time after time after time. Uh, And even when they weren't running the ball, where did they throw it? To the edge. Yep. Yeah. Right? The touchdown to Cook. I don't think anybody touched him for 18 yards, right? He was was wide open. So – uh, yeah, a little bit more. I mean, this guy did something that had been done for the Bills since 1991. Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas. Can you believe that? Wow. More than 200 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown running and receiving. Uh, you know, and the, the fact that they j- just didn't have, you know, didn't do much to stop the run. Well, what happened in Arizona? Same. 222 they gave up. Yep. And it what looked happened, it looked the same, Mickey. Right? It looked like they just took that that play, whatever they did, and, and they, like, We're and, do it again. and they again, once again, used the Cowboys' aggressiveness up front. Yeah. Uh to their detriment. And then what happened in San Francisco? 170. So if we look at some of these games, I mean, stopping the run has nothing to do with being on the road or being at home, right? Um, gosh, remember back to the the playoff game, twenty eighteen, the Rams. Yes, two seventy three. Yeah, and they started that off immediately. So, you know, at some point, run defense has to be important. And I don't care where you're playing. And you and know, I'll I'll use Jason Garrett. You know, you could be in the parking lot or the moon. Right. You got to be able to stop the run. So that's where, you know, if if you know, if I'm being critical, that's where I start right there. You got to play the run better. 
And, and they obviously came in with the idea, and I don't know if it had to do with the rain or what, but we're going to run on this team. And, and, and so that's two of the last three games the Cowboys have given up 30 points. Yep. That's brutal. And look, and I know Jonathan Hankins was out, and I know people brought that up, but I was like, he's, eh. he's not the greatest player in the history of football. Like, there's more to it than just this, Jonathan as, Hankins. As, as McCarthy said, rightfully so, after the game, uh, this was a group effort. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, us missing uh, one person. You know, and Mozzie was okay. He didn't play. It's not like he was out there playing the whole game, right? Yeah. Um, so th- yeah, there was a lot of others that ha- had a little bit to, to do, uh, with that. I mean, he did have, you know, two tackles and a sack and a what tackle What do you think about that loss. sack though? Well, what do you mean? I mean, it's a good thing they blew the whistle, right? Because it looked like oh. Josh Allen was shaking. Okay. That. So they blew the whistle, right? Did they blow the whistle on the goal line when they stopped, uh, Murray, uh, coming up the middle for the touchdown and he got pushed in they had held him they stopped yeah. him and and there was no momentum and they didn't blow the whistle so yeah um i guess maybe they don't like blowing their whistles it was a i thought there were a weird couple of moments uh when that whistle was blown because like it, it goes back to maybe it was the run earlier that was the rugby run we'll call it from now on yes where they were just like you know what we can't blow our whistle at all today because that could happen again they just kept going i've never seen like that kind of push that way work that way well that long yeah that long at some plate at some time you blow your whistle right felt like it uh you know but they decided he was in the grasp so uh, whatever, but yeah, there was a lot more things that caused problems. Now, my first problem is you win the toss and you deferred. You've got, and I don't care what the analytics say. All I know is I got the number one scoring team in the National Football League. I got the quarterback that's leading the league in touchdown passes and second in quarterback efficiency, and I'm five. And oh, when I score first. And the last three games, the Cowboys' first possession, they scored points. And now I give them the ball, and they've got an opportunity to put me behind right off the bat. And what happens? It's seven to nothing. Yeah. Now I got to play catch up, right? And now I got to throw the ball uh, at times when, you know, they know I have to throw the ball because I got to play catch up. And what happened with the double possession, why you defer? They got stopped on the final possession of the first half, and they got stopped on the first possession of the third quarter. So what did deferring do for you? I I got an offense. I want to be in the lead. I want them to have to play catch up. I didn't I didn't like that part either. The what was so speaking of that offense. What was the thing limiting them yesterday? So they got much? beat up front. They, they, they had a hard time protecting uh, Dak. They didn't have opportunity other than that. What was it? The first, second play of the game. Second play. Yeah, he, when he got the ball down the field. Uh, but after that, I mean, he he. There was a reason why he was holding the ball in the pocket. I mean, there was nowhere to go with it, and they weren't giving him any extra time. By the way, uh, I mean, look, 
this was going to be this matchup of the two quarterbacks, right? Yeah. They threw the ball 15 times. They didn't even have 100 yards passing. They didn't need to, right? Uh, so, yeah, um, I just thought. And then when Martin goes down, and Bass was okay, I saw some moments where he, he did a pretty good job uh, other than the one sack they gave up when he just fell down without anybody touching him. He just kind of slipped on the ground and went down and created a problem for Steele because he had two guys and he was only one. Um, but And then there was the weird stuff. Okay, I thought Sam Williams blocked the punt. Okay, <laughs> I I saw Kevin's the ball, right there with you. I saw the ball coming off his foot, and it w- it was weird. It it was like it was going end over end, like. And I said, "Oh, he blocked it." And then the ball kept going and going, and I'm going, "Well, well, I guess he didn't." And then he hit the guy. I don't know how he missed the ball. I am with you a million percent. I did not understand why there was a flag because I was like, he blocked the punt. Now, I realize upon replay, that's not what happened. No. But that boggled my mind that I was like, oh, my God, he could just take the ball off of his foot and run in for a touchdown. That 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 play was crazy. And that happened, right? And, okay, you know, if the punter was left-footed, the ball gets blocked, right? Yep. Uh, so that gives him, you know, a first down. Uh, and then they're able to go and and score on that possession. Uh, and then we can go to uh, the Cowboys are sitting there second and one at the Buffalo 11, uh, down 14 nothing, And the safety blitzes and drops Pollard for a three-yard loss. And now you basically, third and four, you got an incomplete pass, and you got to kick a field goal. Then Buffalo's next possession, second at six at the Buffalo 40, Diggs fumbles after he catches the ball for the first down. Yep. And McCarthy said he had his hand on the red flag, and by time they he got the word that, yeah, it was a fumble, they had hurried to the line of scrimmage and snapped the ball in time. Okay, can I, can I ask you two questions about yep. that? First of all, I know it does. It wouldn't always work out like this, but do you think if you're a head coach and you see that team hustling up, your natural inclination would be to think they're trying to get away with something? Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's almost like, okay, I lose a timeout, right? Yeah. But there's a reason they're doing that, number one. And number two, what was the guy in the replay booth doing? I, I agree with you there. I definitely do. The other people I wanted to throw in the mix were the – there were three Cowboys players there. The one who punched the ball out, and then the two that were staring right at the play. Nobody saw that this was a fumble and like waved over and said, "You need to challenge that." But I, he had the ball. Uh, didn't, didn't Wilson? Have, they, I mean, they they were getting ready to, you know, on the broadcast. That's like Wilson recovered the ball. Yeah, and that's why I was surprised that whether it was Wilson or whoever else, there were three Cowboys right there. That as soon as they were like, "No." Still the Bills ball that none of them like flagged McCarthy down. It was like, no, 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 no. That that's a fumble. Dude. Right. Yeah, it's like react. Well then they paid for hurrying up because that's when um was it Mozzie got the Mozzie got the, the sack on the very next play, right? I think that is correct. Uh sacked Yes. Yeah, yeah minus nine. So now it's second and nineteen. And they throw an incompletion and Curse gets called for the roughing penalty. Yep. 
So now they go down and like five plays late or whatever, they finished off the drive with another touchdown, and now it's 21-3. to So there was a sequence of plays there that really led to what actually ended up taking place uh, with, uh, I think, most of the Buffalo fans were leaving at the end of the third quarter. Wow. The Speaking of that roughing penalty, I saw this morning – uh, Kirsch posted the video of it. And he was, he asked at NFL officiating what he's supposed to do. Right. He, he he listed the things that he did not do. He's like, what am I supposed to do here? What was your feeling on that? Yeah, I I just thought it. I mean, he came in and made the hit. It was high, but he you know it was with the shoulder, and then eventually their helmets hit. But the initial hit was you know with the shoulder. So I don't know how. You know, they throw the flag there, but that's another one of those things where, you know, things weren't going your way. You didn't play well enough to win, and then that stuff happens. Because there's, I just want to make sure, there's no part of you that thinks that officiating is why the Cowboys lost. No, but it was just those plays that had such consequence to it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, every one of the the, their their drives to get to 21-3, uh, at the half had just like weird things and, and including the Cowboys at fault for not picking up the blitz on that second and one at the 11 guy just came through clean. Yeah. Pollard had no shot on that. No. And, and, and so, uh, but again, you still had third down and you know, that doesn't mean you can't pick it up with four. I mean, we were sitting in the press box and press box and basically said second and one, this could be the game right here. Yeah. And sure enough, they they didn't, you know, they didn't convert. And then the third quarter was just a mess. See, this is this is where Mickey like I'm watching the I'm watching some highlights right now from yesterday's game. And there was this Cowboys yeah, highlights. Yeah, there are. Well, the Buffalo Bills oh, okay. highlights. probably low light. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all Bills highlights. Um, and funny. I'm seeing some things in the tackling world. That I'm like, that's not, they didn't even tackle. They tried to put their shoulder on somebody or they just were scrambling to grab. And it feels like the Jimmy Johnson era, like this week would be the most exhausting week of practice ever. You know, like that, that's what Nate always says is those kind of things. You're going to, you're going to feel it. He's going to make sure that you don't want to be, you know, having that happen again. What is, what is then this, this mindset for Mike McCarthy this week? You think going to be like, I don't know if they have a padded practice left. Okay. And they so, need those, yeah. Uh, I think they – I'm trying to remember if they used the last one up last week. I think they did. So, okay. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, it's a different era, right? Yep, yeah. it definitely is. Can't do it. Not allowed to do it. Uh, and you got to worry about, you know, keeping guys fresh on their legs because after this one, you're on a short week the next week, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't know that uh, – I mean – Times have changed, right? I don't. I don't know that the punishing practices following a loss still, you know, are used. Uh, you better correct the stuff on why it happened. Yep. Uh, Gentle parent. You know, and you know, it's like, okay, it rained, but I mean, it had a factor on a couple balls, I think, that slipped out of um, Dak's hands. But other than that, I mean, they had to play in it, right? They don't practice in the rain. Yeah. 
they they got a beautiful practice facility, by the way, by that stadium now that they didn't have previously. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great, man. You know, so so when it's nice, they're, I mean, bad, they're practicing indoors. They're not practicing outside. Because they're getting ready to build that new stadium. Yeah, without a roof, by the way. It's good thinking there by the crew. I mean, what about what about a roof? You know, you you got more bad weather coming off of Lake Erie than anybody else, right? Plus, if they have a roof, the Cowboys might think they're at home and play well. And play, That'd be awesome. play better. Yeah, I, I I I swear this had nothing to do where they were, nothing. Uh, and and you know the consequences of those plays, um, you know, led to what happened, and that didn't have anything to do with where they were playing either. By the way. I might want to pick up that conversation with you, Mickey, because, like, I definitely agree that, like, the physical outcome of it is, uh, is what led to this game. I'm curious, though, about the mental aspect of it. Like, I would love to get inside some of the players' heads because they all were like, hey, the way we play on the road is unacceptable. But I, I was curious if there's, like, some sort of mental hiccup there, too. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know. These guys are football players. They've played on the road every everywhere they've played at whatever level. Right now, again, the the three of the four losses on the road is against teams with winning records. Sure, I think that has more to do with it than anything else. Which is what I'm afraid of. Because they haven't played San, a San Francisco at home. They got back at the Eagles, right? Yep. Uh, I could write off what happened in Arizona. That's one of those things. Uh, but these three, um, you know, you just got outplayed. By and 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 they were solid teams. What do they have at home? Two wins against teams with winning records. The Jets were one and zero. That's right. And, oh, and, and the, then the Eagles and the Seahawks were at the time though. And, and the, at the time, yeah, that's right. The C, the Seahawks. I forgot about that one. Yes. Um, so yeah, um, that gosh, that game seems like a year ago. I know. I know. So, but anyway, they're in the playoffs. That's. We did it. That feels like it's so weird Mission how much of an afterthought that feels like today. Thank you very much, good sir. <laughs> we will uh, catch up with you again tomorrow. All right. Leave you something to chew on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that is weird. That feels like such an afterthought because I think I was not on social media until like maybe about halftime of the game. And then I saw all those posts about the Cowboys in the playoffs. And I was like, who gives an S? I immediately, whenever, whenever they announced it, with that loss, now the Cowboys are officially in the playoffs. I saw it on on Red Zone, and immediately I went, crap. Now Mike's going to be right because yeah. human nature is going to come into play, and human nature definitely did. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Wanker of the Weekend. Who was the best at being the worst? And if you're at that South Oak Cliff game, I need some insight as to if the refs belong on this list. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Third and a healthy one. Dallas at its own 39. Prescott with hand signals to the running back. And he's going back to throw on third and one. No, he's not. He's going right to the ground. I think Steele got run over. Well, that was ugly. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. It's just a coincidence that it's time for Wanker of the Weekend and we played a Cowboys highlight. No, it's not. You did that on purpose. Hey. It's deserved. Yeah, thank you. That's all I was looking for. That's all I was looking for. If they're going to show up and give that kind of effort, then this entire week should be that kind of that kind of addition to yes. the way that we criticize Agreed. Them. Agreed. Now, we're getting a little feedback about this. I want to know more is were you at the South Oak Cliff PNG game? Because I was not. My apologies. That's okay. Is A lot of people were really bent out of shape about that pass interference call, and we're going to get to that in just a second. But obviously leading the way is, in fact, the Dallas Cowboys. Although, I feel like Kadarius Toney has got to be on this list as well because he only thought that he broke Patrick Mahomes last week. But he's like, no, 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 no. I will create more interceptions by dropping a ball that was right in my hands. And Patrick Mahomes, when he sat sat on the bench and he looked like he was just like, F him. Don't ever put him in the game again. Yeah, he was furious. And because, again, this goes back to how many times this season I can count at least four that it's been big play moment and they need him to do something and he can't do it, and he yeah. can't be there to make that significant play that that happens, or he just does something dumb within the play. And so, yeah, it's got it's got to be a point where head coach is like, "Look, I'm dealing with the talent that I have. I, I use the well of Rashi Rice as much as I possibly could, but but that's it, man. Yeah, he's furious with him right now. Yeah, he's got to be on the list. Obviously, I still have the Cowboys at the top of that list now. Do you want something fun or something not fun? Um, Fun. Let's start with okay. fun. Lead with fun, Kevin. All right. We will lead with fun. Now, you should not have been watching this. If you were watching it, I would question your choices. The Lindenwood IUPUI game this weekend. College basketball. Okay. Did you watch this? No. Okay. Then, wow, I'm surprised. I know. Then you'd probably have to have an intervention. Is... A LeBron James super fan attempted to change to check into the game. Is IUPUI has red and white colors on their jerseys. So somebody went up to the table in full LeBron James uh jersey and had the shorts, shoes, Lakers? No, from the heat. From the heat. Okay. From the heat. And attempted to check into the game. I wish I would have told you to pull the call because the officials are like, yeah, I don't know if they already thought the ball was checked in or why they couldn't bring that player in. He's like, you got to stay with the procedures. But it was actually because it was somebody who was not on the basketball team and was wearing a LeBron James Miami Heat get up. That is amazing. Listen, there are lots of uh, security breaches that he we, was can't, escorted we can't approve. All right. Uh, that seems harmless. It seems harmless. 
again. He, he did not run at anybody. Or yeah, anything uh, like and that. he was escorted. Was it peaceful? A, a peaceful yeah, ex- escort? Yeah. All right. Like, again, there are times when people will run out on the court, you freak out, and you're scared. This seems like a, a fun prank, uh, dressed up in the entire LeBron James heat stuff. That kind of That's kind of fun. How did the how it turn out? How'd the game go? Uh, you know what? I actually did make note of that. I think that uh, Lindenwood held on for the victory. Of course they did. So wow, that, that wasn't the boost. I like. Okay, are you saying he's wanker of the weekend then? No. Uh, well, are you suggesting that the the people at the check in counter are wankers of the weekend for not allowing it? Yo, that for sure. <laughs> uh, I I think that would have been amazing to just watch the confusion of people like. Hey, but he's not on our team. Yeah, he's out there guarding, and there's six people, and they're like, this dude's actually really good, though. But the real winner of this situation is the person in the third row. I'll show you this video later. That person is flipping out because they saw this is somebody dressed up in LeBron James gear and everything like that, and they're like, oh, he's doing it. He's trying to get into the game. That's fun. From the 817, a peaceful escortation took place. Yes. Is escortation the uh, word? I don't think think so i want to use it from now on but when you go to vegas do you have an escortation now this is going to get dicey from the 832 it was a hold on south oak cliff (laughs) from the 214 pass interference call on south oak cliff was very very late yeah he made contact but it didn't disrupt his route all right here's the thing about that is people have been posting pictures to show that it was pass interference but I'm not, or like screenshots from it. I'm not exactly sure if that was the same play. Like it involved the same people. So it very well could be the same play. It looks like it was a pass interference and other people are saying, but it didn't mess up his route. That's not always the way that they call pass interference. But everything we've heard is that AT&T Stadium was a little stingy with those replays right there. And that allowed PNG to win 20 to 17 in the Division 5A, or excuse me, the Class 5A Division 2 championship, thus denying South Oak Cliff of their third, its straight? third straight title. Gosh, that stinks. And, and it does stink that it would be on like a call like that, you know, yep. where that, that gets to be the deciding factor in something like that. I was not aware of how that all went down. I just saw, you know, the scores. And Social everything. media, like during that game. Is that Saturday? Yeah, that, that was the first game on Saturday, I ah, do believe. It okay. took over, like, certain sections of Twitter. I decided to take uh, the, the the my wife and my brother and sister, uh, my brother-in-law and sister, we went out to Fort Worth. And so we were spending the whole day out there just kind of enjoying the day. So I did – I missed that, Kevin. I'm, I am That stinks. I didn't even look at my phone for the, for the, 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 the recoil on it either. And – well, needless to say, more people have thoughts. Is from the 254. I was at the game, and I'm also a football official. No way can you call that pass interference. But from the 469, Sock should have been set up for the onside kick. Then it wouldn't have even mattered. And then from the 903, it happened with three minutes left, and they didn't move the ball a yard. South Oak Cliff has every chance to win that game. That's not an excuse. There you go. That, like, Took over like that section of Twitter, that is though. the that is the, it's it's always the the Roger Staubach thing what he always says about the Jackie Smith catch look there's so many yeah. other things we could have done we can't blame it on this and then you're like but this was a big moment like this is a massive moment in the game of course it had it, it had an effect on it but at the same time if you have an opportunity to seal it late that could be it.
but you're always going to look back at the one play and go, what could have been, uh, if not. Now, this story is not fun at all. It is quite terrible, in fact. Chance Comanche, who is a G League player, he was arrested over the weekend along with his girlfriend for a kidnap and murder charge uh, or attempt with carrying out a murder plot against a female victim. Now, Chance Comanche is 27. His girlfriend is 19. And the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police say that those two were responsible for plotting and carrying out the murder of a woman. That's pretty shocking. What? Yeah. And what what you really don't, I mean, like, first what? of all, it's terrible. And that's the most important thing that matters is it's terrible, terrible, terrible that this woman lost her life. If you're the G League or the NBA, you no doubt don't love the fact that the picture in every single one of these stories is one of his promo shots for oh gosh. being in the G League. Yeah. I. Wow, man. That is, I don't know that how to describe that in this segment. Awful. Because Wanker of the Weekend's a different awful. vibe for that, but that is terrible. Yeah, yeah I didn't, <sighs> didn't really have another, we didn't really have another great spot for it, but yeah, awful, awful, awful wow. right there. You want something more fun again? I, w- I like fun, Kevin. Okay. Is it is it okay to make fun of the Phoenix Suns for maybe never having their actual lineup out there for more than five seconds? I was thinking about it the other day because I saw Kevin Durant is out, and I was like, have they had them on the court together at all this year? For a very small amount of time, and now Bradley Beal is out two to three weeks with the ankle injury. I'm not saying him getting hurt is funny, but... It is almost like absurdly laughable how many injury problems the Suns have had early this year. It's always felt this way to me, and I could be wrong. Every time Kevin Durant has gone to one of these super teams to be on them, it ends up that like they, they never get the trio out there that often. It's like one of the three After is going to be Warriors. out. The, yeah. the Warriors worked pretty well. Oh, I mean, even in the NBA Finals, didn't uh, didn't he get hurt and uh, and like he ruptured his Achilles and everything? So, oh, man, I, hey, you you remember it happened? So, but I do feel like it's just like all the time. It's like you have all these stars. One of them's playing tonight, and you pay. Like, Why well, have all the stars? Why well, have all those good players? It, it doesn't even seem like it's worth it for most of these teams. And then you might think this is unfair. This is judgment call right here. Is Steph Curry the wanker of the weekend for not making a three-pointer? He had made a three-pointer in an NBA record 268 straight games. That's amazing. Which, of course, shattered his previous NBA record of 157 games. So think about it. The record was Kyle Korver, 127 straight games. Then Steph Curry was like, that's cute. 157 straight games. And then current Steph Curry said to old Steph Curry, that's also cute. I got this. And he started this streak November 8th of 2018. That's a long time ago. He went five years and 268 straight games, making a three-pointer. 0 of 8 last night in the Warriors win over the Portland They Trail win Warriors. that game 118-114, and he doesn't make a single three-pointer. I guess when he shot eight of them, he was just like, okay. I'm not, it's not going to happen tonight. I've shot eight three-pointers. None of them have gone down. I'm going to try again. He gets the truth serum. 
and the question gets asked, would you have traded a loss to make a three-pointer in this game? <clears throat> what do you think he says? He says no. He says no. What? Just making sure. No way. There's just, no, no way. I'm just making sure. Seven I just points. Wanted to make sure. His lowest output this year is 16. Seven points. I don't. I would like to know the last time he had seven points below ten points in a game. And they still I need to go won. Find, I need to go find his history, his 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 game history, because that's insane. That is. I mean, look. They I, don't have Draymond. Steph is out there not making threes. Clay might be washed. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a possibility. Or I, we're just upset about his, you know. Contract. I'm, I'm just giving Steph Curry a hard time. That is clearly an amazing, amazing streak. And they still won the game. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. Surely this NFL game was worth at least 45 cents, right? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Ball is between the hashes. It is a 23-yard chip shot for the win. Jansen to snap. Hecker puts it down. Eddie swings the leg. The kick is up. It's good. Cue up Neil Diamond. I guess. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We will talk about that game and the far more interesting parts about that game as we go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Yep. Let's start with that Carolina Panthers game. Now, they defeated the Atlanta Falcons 9-7 thanks to that amazing field goal right there. Front office sports said that the get-in price right before this game ranged from $5 on the high end down to $0.45. Hell, look, you might not even care about either one of those teams. But I don't know if you've ever heard us say this before, but Jerry Jones tells us only 7% of fans have ever seen a game in person. $0.45! You could have got a ticket. Now, that's before the fees. Agreed. But I think the fees are usually based on a percentage of the price of the ticket. So now we're talking maybe $0.62 cents to go to an NFL game where the announced attendance was 70000 It's a true thing. But if you looked at the attendance, Corey, I believe the number you said was closer to 5200 $5, uh, $5, Carolina Blitz. Uh, at Keep Blitzen on tw- Twitter said, a stadium worker just told me 5,200 people. Wow. They hold 74,867 people, and 5,200 showed up. Now, Kevin, did you say the lowest game ever? Oh, no. Pro football reference only lists NFL attendance dating back to 1992. Okay, good. Because otherwise, I was going to call this into question. I'd be like, Really? When college football was a bigger deal and they were playing on, like, you know, these crappy dirt fields, they had more than that? But, okay, that makes sense. Since 92, the lowest attendance in NFL history was 96. It was Oilers, Bengals in front of 15,131 players or people. Wow. That would have been a big fan. Everybody who had ever played football. So, hold on. You're telling me the previous low was about 10,000 people more than this? Mm Mm-hmm. Fantastic. The I, I will say this, uh, or ten thousand more than that. Yeah. the The thing that I don't love is my understanding. Also, is that they wouldn't let people at the top of the stadium go down to other seats. So they were just like, "Nope, you have to stay in your seat. You paid for that one. That's you absurd. don't get to get closer 
That's for this game. I, you know what? I'd have pointed to somebody in the third row and been like, yeah, that person paid $12 for their seats. <laughs> My tickets at the time cost way more than that. It rained, though, dude. It was nasty rain. Okay, look. But then again, I've seen people show up and stay for be- for worse weather because the product in the field was better. Those teams suck. Though one of them could still win a division, which is a weird thing. Those teams suck. The weather was bad. I do, I do kind of like seeing the resellers take a bath on this, like the people who ruin going to games. To do you think with. that they tried? That they actually did that? The resellers? Oh yeah. They were like, we're gonna, we're gonna sell tickets to this game. No, I, I think they probably have some packages with the express idea of oh. just reselling, reselling all of them. Yeah. Look, if you went into this game and bought tickets in the hope of flipping them, you're an idiot to begin with. Like the week of. Get serious, man. Jim Brown could have come back in his prime and been on there, and they wouldn't have drawn any profits right there. Bijan Robinson did have a fumble, and I think that contributed to him only having seven carries in that game. They it, were mad about that fumble. They were mad about the fumble. They were like, oh, my gosh, this is miserable. Well, I know we've only scored seven points, but we can't have that happen again. But there was that yeah. moment, Kevin, that they're they're up seven to six with seconds left on the clock. And Carolina drives it down and kneels the ball out for four consecutive plays or three consecutive plays. He's gonna say, "Hold on now!" To kick the field goal for the win. And my son was like, "Hey, why is why are they just kneeling it down right now?" And I was like, "Strategy. They know that they can't score any other way." Yeah, they're like in your face. But why'd they win? Now they can get a number. They can get top pick. It's not their pick. Oh, they're that's right. That was like in your face, Bears. Uh, all right, let's. <laughs> and the well, Bears were like, hey, watch us. Let's go from there to we've got some injury news. Trevor Lawrence is in the concussion protocol. That team looked all kinds of out, of out of sorts even before that. And then because the Ravens, who also were in that game, they were in fact victorious 23 to 7, can't have nice things, is Keaton Mitchell, their running back, is now likely out for the season. I realized that he was an undrafted rookie, but he'd started to make his way with that team. And last night, eight yards a carry. But yeah, now it's looking like he is also going to be out for the season. Dude, did you lo- did you love watching Lamar Jackson last night? Yeah, because there were a couple drives where I was just like, dude, Lamar Jackson is he. This is why. And then like they did, I think a couple times they still converted in like extra field goals. But I'm still watching Lamar Jackson going, this is what he's, he does all these things so well, and he's a weapon in so many different ways, but he's not going to put up uh, consistently 340 yards and four touchdowns. For sure. Because of everything else that he does. By the way, he is now second in MVP odds. Makes sense. As you can guess, Dak fell off. Is All right, Corey, what do you think is the record – for most consecutive games with at least half a sack by an individual player. At least half a sack? At least half a sack. Record consecutive games, eight. Am I low? Not that, not low, not too low. Is It's 11. Okay. And that record got tied Reggie White. by, you know what, I need to check who he's tied with. But Justin Matabuke from Texas A&M, who plays for the Baltimore Ravens, tied the record yesterday he now has 11 straight games with at least half a sack. And as you can guess, that led to some sarcastic comments about, wow, really appreciate that half a sack. That is pretty impressive in 11 straight games 
that he was able to do that. He will go for the record in their next game. Now, got more injury news. This was a tough day yesterday. Zach Wilson got a concussion as the Jets were eliminated from playoff contention. And Jamar Chase is now listed day-to-day. You might remember going back to the one of the weekend games on Saturday is he, he suffered an injury. Now he is day-to-day, and they're reevaluating him to see if this is going to be a short-term injury for the Bengals. Dang, that stinks, the Bengals. But even still... They got, you know, Browning going out there and being an all-pro uh, quarterback right now. Man, great fantasy pickup, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Yeah, somebody late. out there is like, whoa. A lot of people late in the season, that's really paying off for them. Matabuke ties Jared Allen, oh. uh, according to what I just read. Somewhere. Okay. All right. And Chris Jones. Okay. And Trey Hendrickson. Oh, my gosh. And Sean Ellis. So, Sorry, I didn't, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize there were four other people. On yeah, I'm I'm definitely more familiar with the beginning of that list than the very end <laughs> of that list. I'm going to have to think on Sean Ellis just a little bit more. <laughs> is Do you think this is a fair way to decide this? And I know J.J. Watt was just trolling, but after the Texans were victorious over the Tennessee Titans 19-16, to by the way, the Tennessee Titans wore their throwback Houston Oilers jerseys that day, which again, they clean, dude. It is true. It was a slap in the face. That, but that's the team that moved from Houston. Why, I get it. Why is that a slap? But why in the would face? you do it to the Texans? Do it to anybody else, I, man. I, I'm just want to add here. That's like the Stars wearing a North Stars jersey against the Minnesota Wild. It makes no sense. Yes, I, I agree I, with no, Chris. No, that makes all the sense. That's where your franchise came from, and that's a great trolling job right there. I I get it. I don't like it, well, but I also do like it at the same time. Do you like J.J. Watt, team. who came in and said, now we get the uniforms back. That's how the rules work. I didn't make the rules, but we will enforce them. Sorry, not sorry. So the Texans, are, so he's like, because we won, we get the jerseys. So the Houston Texans, who are in Houston, but are not actually affiliated with the old Houston Oilers. Except for the, the city. Oh, yeah. oh, great. That's an affiliation. Except for the city. And then the Tennessee Titans, who are the Houston Oilers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Who just packed up their stuff and left Houston for no good reason. Hey, what does Houston care? They got another team back anyway. I actually don't know why they left. I'm still kind of confused on. Because they didn't think they could draw. Or, no, I think it was because they were mad about the Astrodome, right? Oh, like, so. Man, get us a new damn stadium. It's been a long time. I'll have to look it up. So, yeah. So, I do not believe they will actually switch the lineage of those jerseys back to the Houston Texans. Did but they look clean, though? They, they did. Look, really those clean. are really cool jerseys. I agree with hear, all of that. Did you hear Hop after the game talking about how Will Levis is going to be great? And he's like, that kid's going to be that kid's gonna be great. And I don't Will know. Will Levis yelled at him on the sidelines. You better tell them I'll be great. By the way, it's amazing that Will Levis is okay after that tackle he got where it looked like his body bent backwards. Yeah. It's amazing. Sprained ankle. Which is. He's all right. Best case scenario. Yeah, I thought he, I thought he, I thought they should have cut his leg off after that one. Oh my goodness! I that, thought it was going to be not usable. That is too far. By the way, the NFL fined uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes a total of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for their temper tantrums at the officials, where they were clearly in the wrong. And Patrick Mahomes reached into his change jar and was like, "Here, take it." I guess <sighs> that is probably true. And then Jay Glazer said that the Aaron Rodgers is expecting medical clearance prior to their next game, but why? You're out of the playoffs. What are we doing this for? Kevin, I had an entire C block based on this. Okay, pick it up then. 
We'll pick it up then. Okay. Now that's a tease. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, I know we usually do Dallas Cowboys thank you notes, but today, Dallas Cowboys (laughs) no thank you notes. Who or what are you most upset about from yesterday's thrashing at the hands of the Bills? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.